Hey everyone, welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag, live once again on Wednesday night. I am joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Welcome. So glad to have you back, Bill. Tonight, I'm going to let Bill do all the explaining, but tonight is going to be a very heavily debated uh, topic. I'm isn't always it, here. <laughs> You're always here. Tonight's going to be a guest who never leaves. <laughs> no matter how bad you want him to leave. Uh, he never leaves. He really does not never leave. You know, I just got to say that. Never leave. Oh, my God. Anyways, tonight's topic. JT has not thrown me out yet. No, I, I, not yet. We'll see. We'll see when we get to our one of our next topics on uh, the Superview show. Anyways, our topic tonight. I'll, I'll let Bill do all the explaining right after I say it. Tonight's topic is this or that. Bruce Springsteen versus Tom Petty. Bill, take it away. All right. And for those of you who watched last week, we did Billy Joel versus Elton John. And so we're going to do the same thing we did we did last week, except for Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen. This is more of a d discussion than a debate. Yeah. But there might be some debating. Um, so here's – and, yeah, so today we're doing Tom Petty versus Bruce Springsteen. Next week is the big one. It's so <laughs> big, we're not going to tell you what it is. We're not even going to tell you. You're just going to have to wait. Am I right? <laughs> Yep, you're gonna have to wait till more. next week to find out what are. Um. Okay, so tonight we're gonna be talking about Tom Petty versus Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, and this is gonna be quite. Listen, if you thought, uh, what did we do last week? We did Billy, Billy Joel versus John. If you think that's gonna be crazy for me personally, this is gonna be really hard. We'll see. Really, it's gonna be hard for you. I love both, Bill. We both know that I love both, but at the same time, it's like, holy crap, what are we going to do, you know? I think for me, it's a little... Uh, it's probably the same level of difficulty, in all honesty. Yeah. But in all... But I do kind of think it may be a tad easier for me because the thing is, it's not that I hate... It's not that I dislike either um, either group. Or it's, but I don't like immensely love them like you do, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I completely understand where you're but coming from. I like them. I like Bruce Springsteen. I like Tom Petty, but I'm not, you know. It's not like last week, Billy Joel and Elton John, that one was a tough one. Oh, uh, yeah, that was I love really Billy hard. Joel. I love Elton John. Next week's going to be harder. Again, not telling you what it is. Oh, you all are going to love it. <laughs> You're just going to have to wait and see. We may bring some friends along. We may bring Justin. We may bring Matt Hemsley. We oh may my. bring everyone. We may bring all our friends, everyone we met in our entire years of existence. We might bring them all. Oh, boy, Bill. We're going to oh, oh, need a bigger Zoom for that one. <laughs> we're we're going to need a bigger Zoom. <laughs> You're funny. Okay, now before, okay. And also, Joe Wiley's watching. Hey, Joe. Uh, shout out to Joe Wiley, my good man. How are you? And I and JT was telling me you guys were really depressed on Friday while watching. Oh yeah, we went to Red Sox live. We went to a Yankee game. I mean, how could I like forget? You know, like that was that was rough. They got they got to start swinging at the balls, man. I'm they telling do. you. At least they won last night. That's all. I'm happy about that. Okay, now enough dilly dallying. Enough dilly dallying for tonight, then. Let's, so let's get, get on to business. Let's get down to business. All right. Who should we start with first? Let's start with, hmm, this is a tough choice. 
Let's start with Tom Petty first. Okay, Tom the Petty. The man. He, by the way, may he rest in peace. Um, Absolutely. May he rest in peace. God bless him. True icon. I think he's kind of underrated once you think about it. I would totally agree with that. Like, I mean, I, I think he's on the cusp of, I would say he's on the cusp of being underrated and being accurate. Rated. I would say that, yeah. I mean, I would definitely go along with that. Okay, are we talking about um Tom Petty just by himself, or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Well, then this is going to be. The, the, I'm so glad you brought that up because we're going to say, look, this is going to be Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and then it's going to be Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band. Like we got to talk about both sides, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so Tom Petty's songs, how would you describe them? Very much Heartland Rock. Um, uh, I would say, like, they... It's it's interesting to say. If you listen to the song American Girl, that does have that very heart... heart, That Heartland feel. Yeah. Totally. And also, Free Fallen, if you listen to the lyrics, it does have that very Heartland, Middle America... She's a good girl, crazy about Elvis. Loves yeah. voices in America too. Loves Jesus and her boyfriend too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's almost that's almost a country esque thing, if you will. You know what I mean? Like that's early, early, early country, if you if you think about it too. Once you think about it, you know you're kind of right. It's just the truth. I mean, look, I mean, look, if you think about it, look. How many people can I also and I'm just gonna say this right now for both artists. Both artists have like both had huge influences on country artists today. Like well well before Garth Brooks, well after Garth Brooks. You know what I mean? It's insane how people just like these two artists, and another one's John Mellencamp, he's another one who could like to help them out too, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like they really put like influenced a lot of country artists. I mean. Kenny Chesney covered Bruce Springsteen's One Step Up. A lot of people covered Tom Petty's Free Falling, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. I'm free. Free. Free falling. That is our awful cover of Free Falling. Yes. You plug for it on iTunes. You can purchase it on iTunes. Please. Oh, yeah. Please purchase it on iTunes. It's great. No, it's not. Oh, but, but you know, you could purchase instead. If you really wanted to, I'm going to get a drink tonight from my new mug that I bought from the Super Review Shows merchandise store. Check us out on our store. Merchandising, merchandising. That's where the real money is, folks. I'm going to just show this to the camera. I had to point this out tonight. Look at this. This is our official Super Review Show merchandise mug. Check it out. T-S-R-S, T-S-R-S. Movies, reviews, podcast. Good stuff. Movies, reviews, and podcast. That's all on the Super Review Show. Yes. Plug for our store. I had to plug that. Yeah, I will yeah. plug again at the end of the show. But getting back to Tom Petty, yeah, his music is very heartlandy, middle America-ish. Oh yeah. I mean the guy was I mean the guy was an iconic genius guitarist as well. We can't forget that. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, and also I fun fact, Joe uh, Joe. Bill, <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at the chat board. We are time. making graphs with those names. I'm making, do I have to make you another diagram? No, Bill, you're fine. 
Um, I'm just busting your shops, you know. That. Oh boy, I was gonna say I actually almost saw Tom Petty in 2017 right before he died. He was coming to locally, not to like anywhere in New York, but like the Prudential Center in New Jersey. Yeah, I was like, mm, maybe next time for sure. And and he's dead. <laughs> see what happens when you wait. Yeah, like you because that thing too. A lot of these guys are dying. And you never know. Like this could be like the last time you see them. Go see him while you can. Regardless of who it is, like uh, Billy Joel the Garden or when I saw what's his face. When I saw Paul McCartney, um, in twenty, which we were both at the we we're both at the same show. <laughs> I remember because I was going with Justin, and um, I was originally supposed to go to um my brother's college that weekend because it was family weekend, and I called him up and I. To Dan and I, I texted him. I said, "Um, Dan, I don't think I'm going to be coming this week." He goes, "Why?" I'm like, "Justin's got. Uh, I'm going to see Paul McCartney at the Garden." <laughs> and my brother knows how much of a big Beatles fan I am. And he goes, "I'm a little disappointed, but I'll be home next week, so I'll see you then." I'm like, "Bill, how many more opportunities are you going to get to see Paul McCartney?" That's a very fair point. Good job. <laughs> I'm like, "How many opportunities are you going to get to see Sir Paul McCartney?" yeah and i'm like that's a good point and i'm like okay well i uh, said and i did not feel guilty at all because again like all the a lot of these artists are dying off on and that's the sad truth it's just life it's very unfortunate that's life <laughs> so true sinatra reference yeah another jersey guy ah jersey we somewhat like you <laughs> <laughs> well wow. no offense to the great state of new jersey um oh yeah we'll get to that in a little bit but anyway um yeah but yeah no i actually have a family friend who actually saw tom petty at his very last concert in california no it was at bethel woods i think oh the one at bethel woods okay like on that last tour yeah yeah that was like and and i remember i was talking to that family friend like right after tom petty died he's like I can't believe that was his last show I saw. Yeah. The biggie. Like, I just saw him a few months ago. And sure enough. And how did he die again? Uh, let's check it out. The, there's a thing called Google. <laughs> but as Abraham Lincoln once eloquently stated, JT, don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> uh, guys, he did not say that. That was a fake quote. No, no, no. Um, he died of, he was a singer. Da, da, da. He died of an accidental drug overdose right here. Yikes. Ay, ay, ay. That's awful. Yeah. And I mean, he, he fooled around with drugs a lot when he was younger, but at the same time, it's like, you know, he's two kids. Maybe they could pick it up Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. If only one of them was named Tom. <laughs> I think he has two daughters. Oh, then never mind. <laughs> Worth a try. We tried. We, we definitely or tried. Maybe or maybe they're musically inclined and they can take over. Yeah. Hopefully that. I hope so. And also, Tom Petty actually did some work with... um. Tom Petty did some work with um, what you call it, with George Harrison. Oh yeah, Bob Dylan, and Roy Orbison, the Traveling Wilburys. 
Oh, how could we forget them? The traveling wheelbarrows were great. Yeah, too bad they didn't last too long. No, but th this is a great super group with uh, Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn of Electric Light Orchestra, Roy Orbison, and Tom Petty. It's great. Too bad they kind of had to scrap it after the death of Roy Orbison. Yeah, Roy was a great guy too. But um, yeah, there's actually a um, there's actually, and this is about traveling wheelberries in general. Um, and with Tom Petty, like Tom Petty was really good friends with um George Harrison. They um in 2002 on the year anniversary of George Harrison's death, they did a tribute concert. Oh, I I think I saw that on TV once. And Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers did a um cover of the song Tax Man. Oh wow, yeah. You know, cause I'm the tax man. Yep. Yeah, I'm a tax man. Um, but um, but yeah, um, he did that song. Um, they also did a cover of a Beatles song that I think is very underrated. It's called "I Need You." Okay, was it on one of their earlier albums? It was on the Help album. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You don't realize how much I need you. Um, yeah. And also at the, they, it, him, Jeff Lynn, and George Harrison's son, Danny. Bob Dylan, unfortunately, couldn't make it. Oh, dang it, Bob. <laughs> Bob Dylan couldn't make it. And that's really sad because Bob and George were really good friends. Um, but they did a um they did a cover of the song Handle with Care. Oh yeah, yep. And yeah, so Tom Petty, his his music is very yeah, like I said, um getting back to him in general, like it is kind of folksy music. A little bit, yeah. It is kind of folksy. Yeah. It's definitely more enjoy it. Yeah. But I I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites, but I do like his music. There are a couple songs I do like. Yeah. And we'll do our top favorites at the end, like we did last week with Billy Joel and Elton John. Um yeah. But yeah, that's what I so um yeah, but like I said, very I think he's very underrated though. He is, and he's, to be honest, he is very underrated in my opinion as well. I mean, like he's, I mean, look, with the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, he had American Girl, Don't Do Me Like That, Refugee, The Waiting, and like back to back to back. Don't Come Around Here No More is great. Learning to Fly is great. Learning but to also, Fly is really good. Yeah, but actually it's funny, ironically, as a solo artist, He's a great solo artist as well. We have to, and we'll get into that when we get to Springsteen as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, Perry's. You know, I won't back down. Is like one of my favorites. Yeah, Free Fallen's on that same album with Full Moon Fever. It's on there. Won't back down. Hey, baby. Getting your easy way out. Yeah, right. That is a really good song. That's on the album Full Moon Fever, and it's funny. I actually. I listened to it on Spotify. Uh, I listened to the, um, oh God, what is it called? The uh, uh, the whole album on Spotify. Now, there's two different versions of Running Down a Dream. Did you know this? Really, there is? Please there's share with the class. <laughs> so Running Down a Dream is 
the one on the the one on full moon fever ends with us with the thing that says hello cd listeners we've come to the point in this album where those who are listening on cassette or record will have to stand up or sit down and turn the record over or tape in fairness to those listeners we will now take a few seconds to begin side two thank you here's side two <laughs> that, that's hilarious it's great and he did that again on one of his other so right after running down a dream he played that on the uh recording i think it's on on wildflowers he did the same thing as well and i just want to say on on what on that um full moon fever the song the apartment song i think that song is extremely underrated oh absolutely dude i don't I know agree. if you've ever heard the song but the apartment song i think that song is extremely underrated um i, I i've heard it once I, I liked it a lot i really do like it probably yeah. one of my favorites oh yeah um you know fun fact though did you know that he he had only one album that actually hit um number one of the billboard 200 really he only had one out of all his success you you would think oh full moon fever would do it or like uh so and the great wide open would do it no 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 apparently the only one that hit number one on the billboard 200 which by the way for those of you who don't know the billboard 200 is an out al- as the tracks albums uh not this is like the hot 100 tracks number one songs the billboard 200 tracks number one albums the only album to top the hot the billboard 200 by tom petty was his last album in 2014. insane like it's the only one to top the billboard 200 in his entire career that's freaky to me for some reason because it was his last album before he died is that crazy that like, is crazy. Like Southern accents didn't even do it uh, back in '85. Look, it's st- was it was the charts number seven on the Billboard um, 200, right? Then um, what's the other one I can't think of? Uh, Damn the Torpedoes, great album, right? You would think, oh, it's the top of the 200. No, number two. Like he literally his last Close. album. His last Close album. Cigar. Yeah, literally his last album was the only one to do so, which is actually kind of freaky like i said how, how his last album was the only one to do it and he died shortly afterwards which is crazy but i what's your go-to uh tom petty song uh bill what's your go-to oh that's a tough one if you had, if you had to n- narrow it down to one i got mine but you got yours go ahead i'm gonna probably have to say i won't back down okay and I, I, i'm including solo work in there as well personally let me be completely upfront with you american girl Ooh, I really like that one too. I love that track. And for some reason it was not a big hit. It, it didn't even peak in the top 100 or whatever. Hold on. Where, where, where did it chart? It didn't even hit the hot 100 back in 1976 or seven. Is that crazy? That is like the guy. He literally, it's his best song. I think it's, it's his best song compared to, I think it's a really good song too. He honestly, he, I love America, but we do have to talk about this too. I got to talk about this. Uh, where's his greatest hits? There's a song that he wrote for his greatest hits uh, called Mary Jane's Last Dance. Last Dance with Mary Jane. One more time to kill the pain. Come on, people. That's a great song. That is a great song. You know what's funny about that? It turns out that this song, Mary Jane's Last Dance, he recorded it for his 
greatest hits album right and he literally thought it would not be a big hit it was the only new song on the on the greatest hits record and sure enough it peaked at number 14 on the hot 100 in 1994. really like it was one of his first it was one of his first hits of the 90s and it was like he literally thought it would be a flop look it says right here billboard hot 100 number 14. it peaked at that that's crazy that is crazy like also hold on i'm just going to talk about this too the people uh, I, this is another great group i like this not and for another time but the red hot chili peppers reportedly they stole or very closely copied mary jane's last dance for their hit song danny california and if, if you listen to the two they said they really do sound the same the chili peppers danny california and mary jane's last dance and it's like because also because rick rubin produced both songs the producer he's a great producer by the way uh but like think about that like <laughs> like they both sound the same practically which is funny but this is a great track too oh my I god like, like danny Cal danny like the vol the, the chords on on danny california and the chords on mary jane's last dance just sound the same to me very 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 similar i should say and yet they're both produced by rick rubin which is great <laughs> that is, um, that's very interesting that's intriguing right but all and like like so many people cover other things too like copy stuff but whatever you know oh yeah i admit i'm okay uh i i thought i got something wrong which they didn't what do you wait, got wait, i might have hold on i gotta read this for a sec um what do you got who had a son oh he i think um okay um okay i think i might okay i think he does have a son because i said oh wait yeah he had two daughters oh he had a stepson uh, okay i i got that right so that has been fact checked by me okay go okay so go on and yeah, yeah. I know him and stevie nicks were actually good friends yeah the two of them were really good friends a uh, fleetwood mac she's great yeah she is i saw it when i saw fleetwood mac uh, yeah just thanks a... for the invite pal <laughs> well next time they come around i'll invite you along <laughs> okay. i appreciate it she uh she actually waved to me from because I, I i was facing like i was towards the back of the stage it's crazy like I, I have to show you guys like one, one day i'll see what i can do with the video and stuff like that uh because when i go to concerts i do record songs and i put them on youtube um but you know honestly i was very uh, during the end of go your own way stevie nicks was waving at me i'm like hi stevie it's funny. oh that's funny it was very funny yeah but anyway yeah so overall tom um tom petty's great though we have to yeah. admit that and him and bruce springsteen have something in common we'll get to that when we get to that it's something hilarious we'll get to that in a sec okay um, yeah we're doing good we're, we're so far so good my guy yeah we're actually yeah we're doing pretty good i thought it was going to be a little yeah because, yeah like i said i like tom petty but like i said like i didn't know i didn't think i was going to be able to do a whole thing on him but hmm, looks like we can do that see don't don't ever doubt don't ever doubt do not ever doubt my friends doubting is bad oh my god <laughs> They performed at the Super Bowl halftime show in 2008. Yeah, that was <laughs> and that was part of the Super Bowl of one of the greatest things ever. That's a good halftime show. I remember that. Yeah, it was also the Super Bowl of one of the happiest days of my life. Do tell. That's when the New York Giants beat the 
soon to be undefeated New England Patriots. Quote unquote Patriots fans. Oh, I remember that so much. I can probably I'll probably talk about it more on my podcast. <laughs> but anyway, no, because I remember that Super Bowl. Everybody had the every everybody was like, oh, perfect season coming. And I remember I got my dad a shirt that said 18 wins and one giant loss. Uh, that was a great shirt. Oh my and god. 18 and uh-oh. Uh, so funny. But, that was um, great. But yeah, but Tom Petty, he actually and you know what the thing is? He actually played at halftime. He played the song I Won't Back Down. Yep. And reading that here. And my cousin joked around was now giant fans love it. Love Tom Petty because I won't back down. Probably inspired him to go out and win the game. Hey, there we go, guys. It worked. It worked. It worked. There we go. I didn't know who acted too. That's interesting. Yeah, let's see. Very small stuff, though. Nothing crazy. Oh, his voice. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't that Simpsons episode. Yeah, he, his voice is so iconic too. Let's talk. I mean, we want to talk about that for a sec too. Like his, and when you hear a Tom Petty voice, you know it's him. Like, but just by his voice too. I love. It's not quite Bob Dylan, but it does the job. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. Do you have any other comments for Tom Petty, my guy? I think I'm good. I think it's good. Like I said, the, he is one of a kind, truthfully. And I cannot emphasize this enough. If you've never heard of Tom Petty, if you've ever heard of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, get, do yourself a goddamn favor and go to Spotify right now and check him out. Absolutely. Because like I said, I think Tom Petty is sort of underrated, but I would say he's on the cusp of underrated and properly rated. I would say so as well. He, he is one of the best, to be honest with you. He's a fantastic artist i love him quite a bit and his his guitar playing is flawless in my opinion so anyways tom petty any other comments for tom petty bill or no i think we're good i think All it's right. time to move on to i think who you who i know you want to move on to I, I i i in fairness i love both of these artists but there might be only one winner tonight bill and i'm not sure yet who's gonna be but let's talk about bruce the boss springsteen Hell yeah! What can we say about him? Oh, where to begin? <laughs> um, welcome to our TED Talk. Welcome to... This could go for another hour. <laughs> yeah, this could go for another hour, so uh, put your feet up, grab yourself a nice beer or a glass of wine, or if you, if you don't drink, grab yourself a nice Coke or a nice cup of tea. Or you could grab some iced tea and then pour it into one of our Super Review Show merchandise mugs. This is where we shamelessly promote our, our merchandise. Shamelessly! <laughs> Guess how much shame I have about this. Oh, look at that, everyone. Love to see this Super Review Show mug that I have, just saying. Movies Reviews Podcast, check us out. Check us out. We're awesome. We are awesome. <laughs> um, so here we go. Bruce the Boss Springsteen. One of my, probably what my what might be my favorite artist of all time. 
like neck and neck with Billy Joel, neck and neck. I love Tom. You got to see them together. I did, and it was a great night. We'll get to that in a little bit. We talked about that last week too. But oh my God, how could you not? And for the people who don't like you, like him, you, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> like, let's put it that way. And <laughs> as former President Barack Obama said about him, the only person I have to call boss. Yes, the only person that, like, just to quote former President Obama, I'm the president, but he's the boss. <laughs> so and there you go. They get a podcast together. I know they did that recently. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't so, listen to it, but I heard it was interesting. Yeah. So I got to tell you about this guy, Bruce Springsteen. This guy. Bill, you want to start before I go on? Just before I go on my tangent? You can go on your tangent. I got to think about what I have to say. Okay. Okay. Basically, long story short, to make, to make a very, very long and condensed story very short, Bruce Springsteen has been in my life throughout most of my life. He is a big influence on me as a person how I look at the world, how I see things. His musical style is, to me, a very definitive look at great taste in rock and roll, and not just rock and roll, but America. I do love him quite a bit. And with such amazing hit songs, such as Born to Run, my favorite song of all time, Thunder Road, Badlands, Hungry Heart, The River, Atlantic City, Dancing in the Dark, I'm on fire, the glory days, brilliant disguise, human touch, streets of Philadelphia, the rising, and we take care of our own. He is one of the best musical selling artists of all time with 150 million albums sold worldwide, making him one of the best selling world best selling music artists. He is he's close to an EGOT. He's got to get that Emmy soon. We got to bet that. <laughs> okay, we got a, a Bruce. Uh, call us. We'll try to get a T you with a TV series so you can finally get an Emmy and be an EGOT. Yeah, Bruce, as soon as we get that Letter to You documentary uh, released on Netflix, you'll be able to get that Emmy <laughs> for the EGOT. <laughs> for those you don't know, the EGOT, folks. For those who don't know what an EGOT is, it's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony, which is a very high established honor. You got to work towards that carefully, people. So um, he's, I love this guy. He's fantastic. Um, he grew up in New Jersey, where Tom Petty grew up in Florida. Uh, classic guy. I have some jokes I can make about Florida, but I'm not going to. <laughs> don't make the jokes about Florida. I can do it. No, Bill. We don't want to make the jokes about Florida now. <laughs> like Florida. <laughs> oh, Florida. They're they probably like, oh, we're not offended by jokes. We know. We're the punchline. <laughs> oh, but I'm being. <laughs> we know. Hey. We're the punchline. Um. And there's another joke, but I'm not going to say it on air. Um, I'll, I'll tell you off air, but anyway. Um, yeah, it sounds good. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so what a guy. His first two albums didn't really have a lot of success. They were at least a critical acclaim, but not commercial acclaim. Then he released Born. To, and then I have to tell you this quote, all right? Music critic John Landa, who became his lifelong friend and producer for a long time. I have seen the future of rock and roll, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. And the night when I needed to feel young, he made me feel like I was hearing music for the very first time. That's the truth. Um, then in 1975, Born to Run was released. Fantastic, star-filled, star-studded album. The E Street Band is probably the best live band out there, to be honest with you. Him and, it, honestly, it's amazing. 
Oh, like, absolutely. Like, I know you have Bruce, uh, Bruce, Bill, I know you have not seen Bruce Springsteen live, but when he tours, we're going. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. And you're going to be floored because I'm sick and tired of hearing people like, oh, well, clearly Green Day is no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Panic at the Disco was the greatest live show. Get out of here. It's Bruce Springsteen. And I heard he goes on for like four hours, right? Literally, the show I was at was four hours long. I stood there in awe and wonder for four hey, hours. King, what about the two-hour concert? It was so much better. Wah, wah, wah. I had a joke that was dated back to our first COVID live stream thing. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, remember? I like the two-hour shows. I love two-hour concerts that are totally fake. No, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, get on it. I'm not kidding you. The phenomenon of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band live. So great. Um, uh, in the but mid I, 80s. I remember, I remember hearing he had to do a show in, um, whatchamacallit, in Hyde Park in London. Yeah. And they actually had to cut the power because it went too long. Oh, my God. And Paul McCartney was at that show, too. He was on stage with him. Yeah, did you hear that too? They had to cut the power because he went on too long. He literally, I and mean, you know what's funny? Not just that show. His longest show ever stands at four hours and seven minutes. Like in Finland. Like they actually pulled the plug on him in Finland. They're like, all right, get off the stage. And the like, twist and shout was like 17 minutes long. <laughs> uh, you do not pull the plug on Bruce, my friends. No, you cannot. Clearly. Oh, God. You know, his Broadway show is coming back. You know that, right? Yeah, I heard it's coming back like before any of the other Broadway shows come back. Oh, my God. I, I heard that uh, Springsteen on Broadway brought in a lot of money for not just him, but Broadway as well. I think that's why he's doing it, too, to be honest with you. What was that? I think Bruce, because when he did Springsteen on Broadway last time, which probably tickets go on sale tomorrow. Just saying. Um, uh, he bought, uh, not he bought he his show on broadway got a lot of money for broadway as well uh and he did an amazing job like yes he brought home a lot of money but at the same time broadway itself got revenue as well i think he's why he's trying to do it because of covid now he's trying to like do that for broadway as well that's just my guess but you know yeah and i guarantee you it's gonna be I guarantee you, this is probably going to give him a lot of money because, you know, Broadway has been struggling due to, you know. Stay with me, folks. One, two, three. Thanks, Thanks COVID. COVID. Yeah, but I'm um, annoying. Talking about, um, since we talked about, like, um, Tom Petty's, like, songwriting type, let's talk about Springsteen's. I feel like it's more sort of that blue-collar, like, working-class type. I don't know how you feel, but. I completely agree. That's a very accurate way of saying it. I think like Bruce Springsteen's is more of that like working class, like the song um The River. Yeah. Well, I mean, The River was more fun. It was more like a fun album to me personally, because it's like the songs like Sherry Darling and Hungry Heart out in the street, stuff like that. Those are like happy, fun songs. So yeah, to no, me, I mean, the song itself, The River is kind of. Depressing. Oh, Oh, the I think even the album, the song, yeah, the song itself is kind of dark, like it's it's sad too if you think about it. It, it. To me, like his lyric writing on that was a good step in a unique direction, which led to Nebraska. You know what I mean? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska was an album in 1982. There was his first all acoustic album, which was uh, it's phenomenal. His first seven albums are great. The first eight, actually, I count down a love, but um, you know, that's me. Like, but yeah, but that is, but you know, I feel like you know Bruce Springsteen music is a lot of that working class blue collar. Yeah, I mean he. He writes songs to try to inspire people, like in debt. Who are like he's, she's trying to write for the working class, like for, like for instance, like in the in the song "The Promised Land." I uh, what has it go? Uh, I I get up every morning, go to work each day. With your with your eyes go blind and your blood runs cold. Sometimes I feel so weak, I just want to explode. Like he's writing about the struggles of everyday life in factories, and yet he's never been in a factory in his life, which is pretty funny. Yeah, because I know I heard somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, JT. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Yo. The song The River. Yeah, we're going back to that for a second. Yeah. But, um, you're fine. You're fine. The River was actually about um, his sister and his brother in law. I believe so. I'm not, compl- I think you're right. I just want to double check because I want to check. It was actually about his sister and his brother in law who got pregnant. And they were way too young and they ran down and got married. Yeah, the river, uh, the song, and the they river. They said the song was basically about them. Yeah, hold on one sec. Uh, the song, the river, has a single. Uh, we come down to the valley where Mr. When You're Young. Yeah, um. Hmm. I, as far as I know, and like I'm not to my understanding, I'm not the biggest. Now uh, the river is. I, I mean, I like the song a lot, but I, and I and my dad is correcting me. Bill is right. Sorry, Bill, you're right. Check the chat board. <laughs> it's about his sister. Thank you, Mr. Mahoney. Welcome, Dad, to the chat board. <laughs> JC's dad is watching. Bruce. <laughs> Let me ourselves. Um, damn it. God, um, God damn it. I, I thought I knew the one too. Uh, um, uh, was it, but yeah, the river was great. Uh, Nebraska was phenomenal too. It was a great acoustic album. Born in the USA, a super album. Yeah, let's talk about that for a sec too. Let us talk about it. So, what's your favorite song on Born in the USA? Uh, hold on. Let me go here. I got it. I got it. Like, here, there they are. Okay. Um, Born in the USA, cover me, Darlington County, working on the highway, downbound train, I'm on fire, no surrender, Bobby Jean, I'm going down, Glory Days, Dancing in the Dark, and uh, my hometown. I'm going to have to say Glory Days. Really? Good pick. Yeah, I like I, I like the Glory Days too. is, I also really like, you know, I like Dancing in the Dark, too. Of course, pop it. Dancing in the Dark. I, I've noticed that song is... Bruce Springsteen shown his more poppy side. That was like the only pop really song he had aside from like Glory Days, really. I think Glory Days is more rock than pop. I, I agree with you on that. I'll give you that. Um, born, And, you know, Born in the USA, which is the most in- misinterpreted song in human history. Yeah, this song is not about patriotism at all in the least. <laughs> this song is like the most this song is about how Vietnam veterans were treated after, when they came back. Yeah. I mean, it's 
It's a like, sad when song. Hear the song, the they think, oh, USA, USA, oh, good patriotic song. Yeah, not no bueno. And the funny thing is, is um, Ronald Reagan actually wanted to use this song for his 1984 reelection campaign. That's right. I remember. I don't. I don't remember this, but I remember reading about this. And Bruce Springsteen basically told him, "Dude, you might want to listen to the words." And I think he was going to use it, but again, I could be wrong. Bruce Springsteen, I think, sued him. I uh, did he? I think. I forget. I think Bruce Springsteen may have sued Ronald Reagan. Ah. And you know what? Like you know what? Since I brought that up, you know what the you know what the um. You know what I told you the thing that um Bruce Springsteen and Tom Petty had in common? What? They both had songs that were used by political campaigns and they were told to scrap like and I actually just read this coming on. I'm, I'm not trying to get political here folks. I'm just telling you the facts here. You're, um, you're good. Go ahead. Um last year during one of Trump's campaign rallies, they played the song I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. I remember this. Yep. And Tom Petty's family basically sent Trump a cease and desist letter. Yeah. Which for those of you who don't know legal terms, it's basically stop or we'll sue. Yeah, that's and REM did the same thing to him. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's like the here thing. And listen, I could probably write you a whole doctoral thesis about this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I could probably write you a whole master's paper on this, but but like here's but like there's a thing you know it started with you know and this i think you know bruce springsteen and ronald reagan this was the one that started that whole thing when politicians use music that that you know they really shouldn't be using because you know you have to get you have to get what you call you have to get permission you have to get a license oh you have to get licensing you absolutely have to get licensing like or not even just political routes like if let's say the yankees wanted to use born in the usa they would have to get licensing at the game correct and and it's so funny like i think like one of the best misuses of music besides this was um and and i'm sorry i'm going on a tangent here um oh go ahead you're fine i have you know the song i have the tiger yep back during the 2016 presidential election um um mike huckabee who was running for president was doing a rally for kim davis the clerk who got thrown in jail because she refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples um at the at the rally when kim davis was coming out they played the survivor song eye of the tiger yep and <laughs> survivor had the best response ever <laughs> what they said they said come on mike we know you're not madonna but we can do better than that we'll see you soon which basically means we'll see you in court <laughs> oh my god and, and do you remember yeah go ahead. and yeah but guys uh, get the license in please um yeah. And you know what, JT, I could show you this later, but there was John Oliver did a great thing a couple years ago about like certain campaigns using their songs. And it had on um, the people from J- Dropkick Murphy's, Josh Groban, and some other singers. They were going, don't use our songs. Yeah. And he goes, and if you don't like it, we'll sue you. 
Um, I could, I'll show it to you later. It's hilarious. But guys, don't use the songs unless you have the license in or the permission. Can I give you an example that came up uh, not in 2016? I think before that with uh, Hillary Clinton and Captain Jack by Billy Joel. Do you remember this? No, I don't. I didn't. Oh, my God. So listen, last little tidbit from politics for a little minute. Uh, so here's the deal. For those of you who know the song by Billy Joel, Captain Jack is about heroin, a kid on heroin, and he's like, this kid's jerking off, all this crap, right? It's, it's a really, it's a really bad song. It's, it's a great song, but it's like got bad, like it's kind of depressing. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton used that at one point, believe it or not, uh, to for, to run for New York governor or senator. I forget what it was exactly. She ran for senator. Yeah, yeah, it was senator. But she used Captain Jack. I'm like, what is wrong with you? New, use New York State of Mind. Like, come on. She literally put on Captain Jack, and it's like there's lines in that song that are just so depressing and like not derogatory, but they're just like so like depressing. You're like, oh my god, I didn't wow. Mister <laughs> Joel, say Hillary, don't use my song. Well, I don't know if she got a license or not, but whatever, you know. But anyway, but it's like, but you know, even getting back to the Springsteen Reagan thing. Listen to the freaking words, pal. I think when you hear the title "Born in the USA," you think, "Oh, it's a fun patriotic song. This is great." And 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 yeah, and yeah, but guys, if you're gonna use a song and you're gonna ask for the licensing, my small recommendation listen to the freaking song first a hashtag trump got covid in hospital born in the usa rant <laughs> listen to the freaking song and oh my god you know and, and what's also funny if this is the last before we go back on this but it's like so funny like after bruce springsteen shot down reagan yep as in didn't let him use the song he tried to use the song pink houses by john mellencamp oh my god <laughs> and People go, yeah, that's not really a big patriotic song either. Like, I've never really done any analysis of that song. And John yeah. Mellencamp told him no as well. It's so funny. So, yeah, guys, if you're going to use songs for anything, listen first, please. Yeah. Like, like, literally, out the lyrics. Literally, I had a brother at K-Son fighting off the Viet Cong. They're still there. He's all gone. Uh, he had a woman he loved in Saigon. I got a picture of her. You really think that's a national anthem? Jesus Christ. People are nuts. Yeah. Uh, Reagan and Pat Buchanan. I'm just reading this off the Wikipedia page now. Yeah, Yay! But... Free information! Yeah, non-copyrightable. <laughs> but, yeah. Listen to the freaking song first! People are like, nuts. The, the song presents a Vietnam veteran as a tragic figure alienated upon his return from war. Yes! Had a brother. Yeah, but that is aside from all that. This is a really good song. It is. Again, so is this your favorite most misinterpreted song in history? Yeah. Was that your favorite song off of Borton? You said Glory Days, right? Glory Going days. back to our original conversation. Okay. Yeah, it was Glory Days. Gotcha. I had a friend was a big baseball. If I just pick my favorite, it would be there. Probably the last four cuts are my favorite. I'm going down Glory Days, Dancing in the Dark in my hometown. Really. Uh, those four to me are great. really likes Dancing in the Dark, and unfortunately this gentleman could not join us this evening. Matt Hemsley. 
Matt Hamsley. Matt Hamsley, shout out, buddy. We miss you. Shout out, buddy. We miss Love you. Love the zip. We we so. re- we really hope when your um when your work wraps up, we get you we could get you back here. We we really would. We'd love to have you back. We'd love to have you back, buddy. So, anyways, uh, born in the USA. What came after that? Tunnel Love came out after that, that and that's a. I'm not going to go into the whole depth of it, but Tunnel Love. I got to shed some light on this. Tunnel of Love is an is a highly. I mean, I'm dead serious. A highly underrated album from his catalog. Like when people say to me, "Oh, like what's your Bruce Springsteen album?" I say the first eight albums. This is the eighth album. I don't go seven back. I go eight back. Like because then then after that you pick and choose. Um, but honestly, Tunnel Love is fantastic. Good God. Like, no joke. He he it's so dark, twisted, crazy songs about like square parts, cautious man, as to name a few, brilliant disguise, one step up and two steps back. Come on, let's get real. Uh if you have not checked out Tunnel Love, I recommend you check out Tunnel Love. It's a fantastic record. Yeah, and you know, um, that's good you brought that up. Have you you've seen the movie? What is it? Blinded by the light. Yeah, I have. I love that movie. And I remember when I went to go see it with my very dear friend, Mr. Daniel Zuckerman. Dan, if you are listening, shout out, buddy. Shout out to Dan. <laughs> um, I remember he says, you know, there was no mention because if if you remember in the movie, they're basically talking about um, they're basically talking about Bruce Springsteen like he's irrelevant at this time. Yeah, and like no man, because this movie does take place in 1987, right as Tunnel of Love came out. Yeah, yeah, nobody mentioned his his album that came out that year, Tunnel of Love. Yeah, which I I cannot emphasize enough. It is a great, great album. It, like it sets messages galore about like you're looking for relationship advice. Listen to Tunnel of Love. Let's put it that way. Seriously, it's very underrated. Very like literally, it's one of the best albums of all time. And oh, oh, easily one of the best albums of all time, but it's so underappreciated because Born in the USA was such a juggernaut. You know what I mean? Yes. So, anyways, uh, Human Touch and Lucky Town in 1992, both were I thought were really good, good stuff on them. Uh, not, not, not. That's why I say the first eight albums are great. Um, but like, I liked Human Touch, I liked Lucky Town, I liked them quite a bit. I thought they were really good. The 57 channels and nothing on. That's a funny song. Uh, 57 channels and nothing. On. Lucky Town, I thought was a little bit better than Human Touch, but they're both they're both equally great in my opinion. Like Living Proof is about his son. Better Days was a great hit in the early nineties. Um, honestly, they're all great. Then he won his first Oscar for Streets of Philadelphia. How could we forget? For the movie, well, Philadelphia. Yep, great, great movie, great song, great soundtrack. Uh, he also did a greatest hits album. Uh, what else? I forget. Uh, oh, and then. In 1999, he was next to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and then he did the reunion tour. Then he, The Rising came out in, after September 11th. Oh, that is a great album. The Rising was great, dude. The Rising is probably one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs. Yeah, the, song, the song's great. The album's great, too. For the Rising. Come on up for the Rising. It's so great. And they the, the, the won a couple of Grammys, I think, actually. I think I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, also the song, um, my city of ruins, Oh, great one, which was actually written before nine 11, which was actually about Asbury park. Yeah. But they, it actually became 
it went on that album and it was actually adapted for 9-11. Yeah, because they made they made it about the, the towers. Yeah, because if you um if um he did that song for the um for the if you um if after 9-11 they did a telethon called America Tribute to Heroes. Right. I know guys, I'm not reading just off the thing. Um but um we actually know this. <laughs> I actually know this. I'm smarter than your folks think I am. Um <laughs> but he um but he but when he he was playing the opening notes on the harmonica and then he goes and then he said he was this is a prayer for our fallen brothers and sisters. And and he played this song and it also took on meaning after Hurricane Sandy. Oh wow, yep. And my city of ruins. It's a good um, one. And also, yeah, that whole album is about 9-11. There's one song on this album I really do like quite a bit. And it's called Let's Be Friends, Skin to Skin. It's kind of like a beach song. Really? Ever heard it? No, yeah, yeah. No, it's really great. I, I, I recommend you check it out if you get a chance. The song is called Let's Be Friends, Skin to Skin. It's actually like a... It's a bop. I had to I had to put it like that, but it's a bop. It's a great, just fun song. Why do you hate to put it like that? Well, because it's on an album about September 11th, you know? It's like it's a, it's, a, it's such an upbeat song compared to the rest like, of it. Yeah, like you're missing or the fuse or MD Scott. You know what I mean? Like so, you know. Um any yeah, other comments but, on the rising? Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think the rising is a really good album. Like I said, and I love the song too. Oh, the the title track is fantastic. Come on up for the, the rising. Come on up, lay your head to mine. Love that song. So, let's keep going. Let's go up to two thousand. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, this is the first album I did not like. I did not like Devils and Dust. I never heard it, so I can't comment. It was his second album that was all acoustic, and I'm not not the biggest fan of it, to be honest with you. I mean, there's I shouldn't say I don't like it, but there's just so, there's so much stuff on there. And I'm like I'm like I'm not too big on it to be honest with you because it's like it's just like the rising was like a big comeback for him, and then he does an acoustic album. But then, not gonna shed too much light on it. But then in 2007, this album was released. Bill, have you heard of the Magic album? I have not. Bill, this is your homework tonight. I gotta go listen to this album, don't I? Start to finish, 47 minutes and 47 seconds. I all tonight. No, no, whenever you get a chance. Listen, here's the thing. This album came out in 2007, and it's basically his attempt to make the Beach Boys pet sounds with modern day guitars. It's a very rich mix. It's a very rich, like, um, songwriting and mix of stuff. Uh, the song Girls in Their Summer Clothes is like my second or third or fourth favorite Bruce Springsteen song. It's like in the top five. It actually charted on the Hot 100. Really? In 2008. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but this song, one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs, it charted at number, it reached number, uh, where did it go? It charted at number 95 on the Billboard Hot 100. Really? Like it, actually, it actually reached the Hot 100 to some capacity in 2008, which I thought was amazing. And I still have the song Radio Nowhere, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but Radio Nowhere, I still have the digital download for iTunes from 2008 on my laptop. I'm like, I'm that crazy, but 
It's great. Honestly, rated, I recommend it. I, re I really recommend Magic. For those of you who have not heard the Magic album, I recommend it quite a bit. It's a great, it's like some minor political undertones. Like this is when the political stuff started coming into his music quite a bit, but not a lot. Like just there are certain lines of it that are like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's still great. Um, honestly, it's one of the best albums in the past, like 10 years, 20 years, I'd say. If you're looking for like artists who've been doing this for that long, and artists who've been doing it for this, like that, well, this is one of those albums you got. You just love. It's fantastic. Uh, Radio Nowhere, Girls in Summer Clothes, Long Walk Home, all great tracks. I rec like. I really do. I really do recommend it. It's a fantastic track. For album, sorry. Um, Magic. I recommend it. Working in a Dream. His next album was okay. The title track is great. He played it at the Super Bowl. He played the song Working on a Dream at the Super Bowl. Um, and that was the subsequent, subsequent title track for his next album, Working on a Dream. Not going to go too much into that, though. It's, it's good. It's kind of like a second it's, it's like a second magic, but it's not the it, mad. I prefer magic over Working on a Dream. That's me. Uh, then Clarence Clemens died. Oh, yeah. I 10 years ago. Like, like this. No, next. Next week, he died 10 years ago. Wow. Man, he rested. Uh, I one of my favorite things I remember from him was like on his on his cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, goes, you better be good for goodness' sake. You better be good for goodness' sake. It's a deep voice, and and also um, he was he was just. And also Clarence Clement, like his last work wasn't with Bruce Springsteen. It, that's right. I remember this. Go ahead, share it. It was with Lady Gaga, the song The Edge of Glory. Yeah, for that sax solo in there. That's Clarence Clement. Rest in peace, big man Clarence. We miss you. Um, the big man. R.I.P. the big man. And well, the wreck and the wrecking ball tour. Yeah. Oh. Was Clarence on this? Was this recorded before he died or after he died? Wrecking Ball was recorded after he died. Okay, I didn't know that. Thank you. Um, he was, and this album I thought was great. It was his seventeenth album, but it was great. And the tour finished second to Roger Waters. Yeah, I actually just literally read that right there. Okay, that's a fair point. Uh, but it was, it was, it's one of the highest grossing tours of all time, which is great. Um. Springsteen and I, uh, then we, uh, that's a documentary about his fans. Yeah, but um, I just want to say from Wrecking Ball, I like the song Wrecking Ball. I also like, um, I like um, We Take Care of Our Own. I love that song. I blasted that song so many times I lost track. We take care of our own wherever this flag's flown. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff. And we all, I also liked, um, Land of Hope and Dreams. That's a great song. I I, I I I like it quite a bit, but he's like to me it's been played out just a little bit. I love it though, but it's been a little played out in my opinion. But and the song, um, and fun fact, the song We Take Care of Our Own was actually Joe Biden's campaign song. Yeah, he walked out to it. This has been Random facts with Bill. Random facts with Bill. This has been random facts with Bill. Yes. Um, 
I yeah. hope so. uh, the first episode of the Daily Show. Oh, he did play that for John Stewart because John Stewart inducted him into the Kennedy Center. Induct? What was that? John Stewart inducted Bruce Springsteen into the Kennedy Center, and Bruce Springsteen repaid the repaid him by playing on his his last show. See right here. Yeah. And then, then there was a rumor about a tour coming out, and sure enough, I saw him on that tour, the River Tour, which was great. Um, it was a great tour. That's what he played his longest shows in the U.S., like four hours each. Insane. Um, see, look, right here. Honestly, this is what I'm talking about. You get your money. The tickets were like 100 bucks for four hours of music. That's insane. Oh, and you, you get your money's worth. And the guy's great. Um, a the two-hour shows are so much better. But Daniel, you got it all wrong. I get home at a reasonable hour and drink my warm milk oh and listen God. to Michael McDonald before I go to bed. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that, um, I don't do that. I swear. No oh offense to Michael McDonald. No, no. Actually, uh, maybe a lot of offense to him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Springsteen on Broadway is coming back, which is great. There's his current stuff now. Western Stars, Letter to You, two great. I High Hopes was pretty good to me. I, I mean, not not everyone liked it, but Western Stars was great, and Letter to You was amazing. His most recent two albums are great. Like I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that as like a built-in Bruce Springsteen fan. I'm saying that as like a you should listen to these albums quick. You know that on his most recent album, there's three songs in there that are pretty green. Smashbury Park, really. Like they're over 50 years old. Songs for Orphans, If I Was the Priest, and um, what's the last one? I can't think of it. Song, uh, Songs for Orphans, If I Was a Priest, and I can't think of the last one. Uh, Janie Needs a Shooter. Those are all pre-greeting Smashbury Park. So they're like 50 years old and they put them on the new album. It's crazy. So it's great. Did not expect a tour. Again, until at least 2022. Because my antenna tells me at best 2022, I would consider this concert industry lucky if it happens then. Move it up for you. Once you yeah. hit, um, I'm going to consider myself lucky if I just lose a year of touring life. No, he basically lost two. That sucks for a lot of the guys who are like touring still, you know? Yeah, once you hit 70, there's a finite amount of tours and a finite amount of years that you have and so you lose one or two that's not so great springsteen also confirmed follow-up to his tracks outtake box was set in the works so yeah you know i'm um, i wonder if he's gonna keep going or he may just call it quit soon honestly i think he's gonna do it until he drops i think you know him and i think paul mccartney too i think they're gonna yeah i think they're gonna go until they drop i think they're gonna keep going until they drop like they the thing is the guys who are still around from that era like springsteen joel like there's so many of them who are not doing farewell tours and because they just want to put out music and that's what they do yeah but you know what he's also doing you know like i told you recently he just did his the podcast with obama yeah i heard about that i if it's for money, I, I don't think he has to go anymore for money. I think he's pretty well off. He has enough money, guys. And it's not about the money. It's about the quality of work. It's not about the money, money, money. 
<laughs> oh, oh, he's gonna go on John Mellencamp's album. Yeah. The, oh, oh, Bill. Uh, so he, he, I know you, you just read that off here about him like touring and stuff like that, right? Yeah. There, I'm saying this on air and on recording and whatnot and all that stuff. There is a unconfirmed rumor going around the New York City area that he will appear with the E Street Band at Summerfest NYC. Wait, is that the one at Central Park? Yes. You was thinking what I'm thinking? Let's go, Bill! Let's do it! We're Woo! doing it! Yes! Let's go! Wait, is that the one at Central Park they were talking about? or? Yeah, rumor has it that the Blasio said that. Rumors! Rumors! Hey, a great album by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Rumors! They have not been confirmed or denied yet. But who knows? I mean, if he... Yeah, but if, you know how much tickets are going to go for? Dude, it's Bruce Springsteen. You would probably give up your life savings for it, wouldn't you? i give my left nut. Not literally, you know what I mean. But we'll see. Science! Science! Give science. it up for science! Yeah. All right, anyways. Um, political life, personal life, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Politics, blah, 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 whatever. We just, we just talked a good amount about that. We and talked about guess that. Guess what? There's no angry Bob outside our houses yet. So we did good. We don't suck. We don't suck. We don't I want to just touch shed light on this. Oh, and his last album, too, I should say, Western Stars. Western Stars was much more orchestral, like more strings and stuff. I, if you have not heard, if you have not heard Western Stars yet, I recommend you check it out. It's a really great album, like widespread critical acclaim. It reached number two on the Billboard 200. Fantastic record. And this, there goes my miracles. A great track. Um, it sounds a lot like Glenn Campbell, Rhinestone Cowboy, a little bit. It's really great. I recommend it. Yeah, and he plays it on the live album too. Uh, but I want to also shed light on his last, on his most recent album too. Uh, this uh, if I if, uh, Letter to You was released in 2020. There's one great thing that came out of 2020, which was Letter to You. <laughs> um, this album was fantastic. I listened to it just this morning actually. Really? And I listened oh, a good portion of it because it's an hour long. But it was honestly so I. I how does he still do it? That's what I want to know. Um, there's, uh, like I said, the three songs on this album are pre-Green Smashbury Park, If I Was a Priest, Janie Needs a Shooter, and Songs for Orphans. Those are all from, where's the track listing? Those are all from the his most recent, his pre-1973, like 1972 or one. So uh, there's that one. Um, Janie Needs a Shooter is from that album. If I was a priest and songs for orphans are then those albums. And they sound like that writing of the time, too, if you think about it. Like all the heavy words, heavy lyrics, heavy melody, a lot of words, you know. It was great. Ooh, Jay Clemens. I wonder if that's Clarence's son. It's his nephew, actually. Oh, okay. Like it's it's still in the family, but it's not like you know. A direct. It's 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 close as you're gonna get, let's put it that way. And when I saw him, that whole that listen, when you see Bruce Springsteen live, that saxophone is amazing line that horn is awesome uh by the way this album charted before we come to our final you know conclusion and whatnot for the night about who's better um letter to you reached number two on the billboard 200 springsteen is the first ever act to have uh 
five, sorry, top five charting albums of the past six decades. So within the past six decades, he's had a top five album. He's the first person to do so. Did I see Juice World do that? No, because he's dead. Hey, don't speak ill of the dead. Sorry, you know what I mean though. But like that, the, the guy has been doing so good. At so well, you know, still. So <sighs> anyways, Bruce Springsteen. There's that argument. He's fan. We, we, we spent a lot of time on Bruce. <laughs> anyway, um that's okay though. Yeah, and like just like comparing Springsteen and Petty. I think Springsteen, again, his music is like that working class, blue collar. Yeah. Know. Well, I think Tom Petty's music is that more Americana, mid middle America. Heartland rock. Kind of like the Heartland rock. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, picking one over the other. Two states that are like the butt of the joke. Springsteen's from Jersey. Petty's from Florida. Both jokes that we, both states that we tremendously make fun of. Why? Who knows? <laughs> oh my god, um, Bill, you go first. If you had to pick, if you had your, there's a gun to your head. Hopefully not. Bruce Springsteen or Tom Petty? Who do you pick? Ooh, I'm gonna have to say Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Because no, I like Tom Petty too, but I love Tom Petty too. But go I on. think because I've listened to more Springsteen than Petty, so. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, which yours? Do I even yeah. have to ask? You, you, listen, it's actually harder to debate than it looks for me personally because I love both. Of that. Both are like similar styles, similar like similar rock styles. I will say Tom Petty had more hits than Bruce Springsteen, as far as I'm aware of. But as far as long, it's so difficult for me because like Bruce Springsteen, on one hand, he's longevity. On the other hand, Tom Petty is much more like. He had a lot more success with hits and stuff like that. That I really well, like. I there's a difference about who's more successful, but who do you? I think it's a difference between success and who do you prefer. I think it's like a big difference. Yeah, it's like so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a business. This is my preference, my pick on this. Yeah. I mean, Petty's been in my life a long time, but I'm gonna. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, if I'm bringing there's a gun to your head right now, JT. No! Springsteen. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I mean, like, no, but Bill, you it was actually a hard, hard, hard debate. It was because, like, they're both I so similar. This was this one was? I, I, I thought this was going to be easy. I literally had to stop and think about it. I'm like, yeah. Well, this last week, you know, last week because, like I said, I picked Billy Joel over Elton John. But Billy Joel, I would say by a hair. Yeah. And it's so hard. And like, you know, I don't know if I really have any preference over them because, like I said, I don't listen to them as much as I do Billy Joel or Elton John or the ones we're going to do next week, which we're still not telling you. Oh, you guys are going to flip next week. It's going to be crazy. Oh, it's going to be the big one, folks. It's going to be the big one. The big one. <laughs> we might have to get some friends in on this one. We might have to. Yeah. We, we, we don't think we could do it for. I don't think it's just us alone. Like we may need some help. Um, but yeah. Um, now, what would you say are your top five Springsteen and top five Petty songs? Oh, it's difficult now, folks. My top five. I'm gonna start with my top five Tom Petty songs. It's a little, little bit easier for me. Go ahead. 
Uh, okay, I'm including solo work as well. I'm not just including with the heartbreakers. You can uh, do that. Number five, I'm gonna say. Number five, I'm gonna say Mary Jane's Last Dance. Okay. Number four, I'm gonna say Learning to Fly. Okay. Number three, I'm gonna say. Uh, running down a dream, and then number two, I won't back down. Number one, American Girl. Okay, here's my top five. What's your top five, Tom Petty? My number five is Free Fallen. Okay, I know that's kind of standard. That's fine. My number four is my number four is probably Learning to Fly as well. Okay. Oh no 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 wait no I'm gonna scrap that I I have a better one. My number four is actually my number four is the waiting. Ooh, good one. The waiting is, is the hardest My number three is American Girl. Okay. My number two, like I said, very underrated song, the apartment song. Uh huh. And my number one is Won't Back Down. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Those are our Tom Petty picks. Now it's now the hard one, folks. The waiting is the hardest part, as they say. But I'm bing. Um, Top five, Bruce Springsteen. You want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. I got to think. You you go first. Oh, God, me too. Okay. So here we go. My number five is probably... Is probably we take care of our own. Wow. Okay. My number four, hungry heart. Good one. My number three is born to run. Okay. I know I put that weirdly low on the list. Number sure. two, I would have to say the rock. Okay, number one, number two, split. Number two, I'm gonna have to say the rising. Yeah. And my number one is glory days. Wow. Big words, big words. <laughs> All right. Over this to you, been, my friend. This has been oh, big honorable words. mention, the river. I gotta put the river on. Oh honorable good man. Woo! My number five Bruce Springsteen song. Something that I always turn to all the time. I'm gonna say girls in their summer clothes. Timeless. Okay. Timeless song from 2007. Probably his best song on that album. Girls in the Summer Clothes. I'm going to say number four is going to be Darkness on the Edge of Town. The title track to his fourth album. Uh, that's a great track. Great track. Number three. Uh, I'm going to say number three. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> Number three, I'm going to have to say... Uh, Wait, well, wait, what did I say? I said girls in the summer clothes, darkness, darkness on, on, the, on the edge of town. Um, ah, man. Thunder Road from, no, 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 from Live 75 to 85. I'm, I'm, because that's a great cut of that song. Number two, I'm going to say Jungle Land, and number one, I'm going to say Born to Run. Jungle Land. If you've not heard Jungle Land, do yourself a goddamn favor and listen to Jungle Land. Yeah. All right. Great so song. We made it through another one, folks. 
That was difficult. If you thought this week was difficult, wait till next week. You guys are going to be insane. We'll tell you. You ready? I'll say it. Go ahead. Nope, we're not telling you. Oh, my God. You're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a big one, guys. This is the, this is. Yeah, we we probably can't do this one alone. We we're, we're gonna need help. Tell we're gonna truth. probably need some help from our friends. What a dead giveaway. <laughs> oh, you don't know. We don't know. Uh, that's, uh, are you talking about Joe Cocker? What? Uh, anyways, um, but um, we will have to um. You're gonna have to wait and see next week. Oh yeah, everyone. We're gonna have to wait oh, and see. And like I said, we may have to bring in some experts on this one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's gonna be a tough battle. We know some. We we know a couple people who can definitely help us out because we do take care of our own on this show. We do take care of our own. <laughs> Let's go. Um. Anyways, I want to thank my good man Bill for joining us tonight for this hot debate. Clearly, Bruce Springsteen won, but who will next week? That's a tough debate. We're gonna have to see what happens. Yep. I want to thank my good man, Bill Murphy, for joining us once again. Always on... a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Now, not only can you buy, I meant to, do, I did this three, this the third time doing this. You can merchandise buy. Merchandise and merchandise. That's what the real money is. You can buy a mug from our Super Review Show merchandise store in the description of this video and on our website as well. So you can, besides, if we do movies, reviews, and podcasts, check us out on all platforms. Uh, and did I mean Bill? Did we happen to plug your podcast? Do you have a podcast? Sports and Saturday podcast. Check us out. We are on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Good man, Bill. Good man. Well, uh, thank you everyone for watching and listening tonight. Hopefully tonight's debate was our discussion was pretty straightforward and easy to hope easy for you. But ultimately, it's what you guys have to say. Jump down in the comment section below. Share this video. Do whatever you have to do. Share your love. Tell your friends. Tell, tell your, your friends. friends. Tell your kids. Tell your wives. Tell your dogs. <laughs> tell your cats. Share this video with everyone. We hope you see you guys next week for our next on our final this or that mixed bag special. Well, we'll, we'll still have mixed bag after that. But this is the last this or that we might do for a little bit. It's our last special of this kind. We'll we'll, like, we'll see how that goes. But like we're not we're telling you what it is. We're gonna. You're gonna have to wait and see. Oh, you guys are gonna flip. It's the Sorry. big one. It's a big one, folks. A big kahuna. <laughs> the big kahuna. So. Some might like if if we have some friends on, we might make some new friends. We might make some enemies. But we'll see what happens. You'll anyway, next week. Yes, next week we'll see what happens. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You guys are awesome. Stay safe. Keep rocking on and keep on rocking in the free world. We'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Take care. Bye.